very start, I said there was 37,930 tadpoles. Yeah. And that was when I had a jam jar. And were you counting them? <laughs> um, I did say that, but to be honest, it was sort of like one, two, skip a few, 37,927. Yeah, you just round it up, like, yeah. Yeah, just one, two, skip a few, 37,000. Oh, gosh. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Finterviews. I'm your host, Connor Finn, and on this week's episode, I had the pleasure of chatting to the brilliant Hannah McSorley, or you might know her better as Tadpole Girl. Hannah is a teenage TikTok sensation with just under a million followers for now, famed for raising thousands of tadpoles at her home in County Trone. We talk about Hannah's rise to global fame over lockdown, how TikTok has completely changed her life, and most importantly, we discussed what the future holds for her baby frogs. Hannah was such a lovely, fascinating guest to have on the show, and I'm so excited to see where she goes from here. So, without further ado, please enjoy this latest episode of Finch Reviews with special guest Hannah McSorley. Hello, Hannah, and welcome to uh, another episode of Finch Reviews. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing sweet. Thanks so much for taking time out. You were just saying that you're just back from work there and just about to take care of the tadpoles. I don't know if you did or not. Maybe I took you away from that, did I? No, it's absolutely fine. I enjoy little things like this. Oh, happy days. Happy days. Well, for anybody that doesn't know you, Hannah, um, shame on them. <laughs> but uh, first of all, do you want to kind of just um, tell us a bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, and probably like I'll let you explain why probably um, I'm getting you on the podcast because um, I think if I start explaining, I'll probably get really like fan girly and start talking about like, oh, <laughs> like I love TikTok and stuff like that. So I'll let you kind of explain um, what you do basically. Yeah, so I'm Hannah. I'm 17 and um, I'm a student, but I'm probably better known for my tadpoles. Um, <laughs> I have quite a following on TikTok, almost 1 million followers. Hopefully I'll get there soon, but it's all, it's all, my account's called Baby Frogs and it's all about tadpoles and frogs. And it started off about three months ago. Today is one, day 118. So about three or four months ago, I took home a jar of frog spawn I found on a little walk across the countryside. Took it home in a jar and I posted about a 10 second clip on TikTok, totally random. I'd never seen it before. I'd never really used TikTok that much, but there was quite a lot of interest in it. So I continued going with the videos each day. And as the tadpoles grew, my following grew, and it just has totally progressed to the to where it is today. That's I think even that when you said it so casually off the cuff, like that's insane. Like like I suppose kind of like when did you first like because I know in your first TikToks um like a lot of people picked it up during quarantine and stuff like this but um I know that you kind of did some like pancakes or like making different wee bits of bobs and then randomly there was like oh my god sorry uh for every anybody that obviously can't see this because it's a podcast um Hara is playing with the cutest kitten I love cats no, so much by the way by her kitten <laughs> it's okay she's cute oh gosh no um it was just when did you kind of first discover TikTok so because I know a lot of people kind of picked it up just during quarantine stuff like this did you always enjoy you know like 
I know it's been out for like a year or so, but um, it seems to have just really blown up. Were you on it beforehand or did you literally just get on it same as everybody else during quarantine? And then did that kind of progress it? Like your interest? Well, I used TikTok. I used TikTok like a little bit before lockdown. Not a lot because I would have been really busy with school and work and volunteering. But then just with it being lockdown and literally going from 90 miles an hour to zero, like completely stopped i thought it was you know it was good for spending time on and geez when you start watching one tiktok you watch 90 and then the clock has moved from two o'clock to four o'clock without (laughs) even looking at it it's crazy but i just i had never really posted that much on tiktok yeah i had posted like an odd baking video like cooking and mm-hmm. um, there was interest in it, but not a lot, very little. <laughs> and then I had never seen frog spawn or tadpoles or, or that kind of things on TikTok. So I just thought it would be something different. I don't know if anybody would like it or people would think it's weird, but I just posted a really short video and then there was so much interest in it. Yeah, I so think then I, that then I and then that's why I continued using TikTok. Yeah, yeah, because I think that's one like the things that like is so unique about yourself is as you said. When I first got on TikTok, um, I personally hated it because everybody was just like dancing in front of cameras and it was so cringy. Like just people were, you know, trying to be funny. Like and it wasn't really paid off. Like I think a lot of people were seeing people building up big stardoms on it and they wanted to emulate that in a way. And then next thing, kind of, as you said yourself, people were telling me about, have you seen this girl that's out in, because you're Oma Trone Direction, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, that's actually not too far away from me, but that's what I started hearing about, like, oh, there's this girl that's out in McTrone, and she's, like, documenting all this, like, tadpoles growing up, and I was thinking, what are you talking about, like, on TikTok? Um, and then next thing, when somebody sent me one of your videos, I was, like, I don't know what it is about them. I think it's because it's such wholesome content. Like, it's just so funny to, to see, like, these tadpoles growing up that I, like, I'm not, any way inclined like I'm not interested really in tables before then but see like now like did you have an interest in any kind of like things like that or as you said you like didn't really know what they looked like did you beforehand or um I had always done it in my childhood so I sort of knew what it looked like but I haven't seen it in years and I don't know like as you said yourself I'm so sick of seeing dancing and stuff on TikTok which I personally didn't enjoy so I just thought I'll do something different, and if people hate it, they hate it so what? <laughs> but um, it just um, sort of—it's simple. Like I know, like between me and you, tadpoles in the field, like we see them, like they're common enough. Like what's special about tadpoles <laughs> at the end of the day? But it's just with with the whole COVID pandemic and everything going on when this all started, it was something happy. It was steady. It was every day a video was posted, and mm-hmm. there was absolutely no politics, no mention of COVID, mm-hmm. nothing about school. It was just simple tadpoles living their best life, and <laughs> it was so attractive to some people because it was so simple and wholesome, as you said. And I don't know. I just I enjoy it myself because it's not too complicated. Yeah, but like I think even the way that you've come around presenting it all, it's a uh, hey guys, and then it's like day whatever. Like you're into the hundreds now, um. But like it's it's just the way I think that you kind of tell the whole story about them, like about like them graduating from tadpoles into baby frogs, <laughs> and like the furry frog mother, isn't it? And like even I like it, like I suppose from you obviously taking it on so far, and it's picked up such a following, like. I and asking about how it all started. 
I kind of wondered, like, what was your reaction when your videos start, first started blowing up? Like, how did your family actually react to you saying, oh, guys, um, I'm going to be fostering thousands of tadpoles? Sorry, my dad tried to tell me something there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're okay, you're okay. Um, it was literally, all I was asking was, how did your family react when you kind of came about saying, oh, I'm going to be fostering thousands of tadpoles because like there's thousands and thousands of them and like were they just kind of like okay because like yeah she's doing some videos for you know tiktok or did they understand it do they understand it now at the start it was very like oh okay because it started <laughs> off in a jam jar at the end of the day and to be honest it wasn't really a big deal it sat out in the back window and nobody really battled to edit over it but uh -huh. it was like and then I moved them into wee small containers. And yeah, that was grand during in the backyard. And to be honest, they laughed at me. They definitely laughed at me at the start. But then over time, they became probably the biggest fans. Like, especially my mom. She literally would die for the tadpoles. She goes out, checks them every day, cleans them. Sometimes I honestly think she loves the tadpoles more than me. I think. I mean, I the, the only thing that would maybe think that was... um. When I seen that video that you did about um the gifts that you get from all like the frog things and it was your mom with like that hat on or like the one with the weird <laughs> eyes on. I was like, I think this woman, she she's up for it. Like she she's she's Mom's on board. Been so supportive, buying me all these frog themed gifts and often nobody's a better fan than mom. <laughs> oh no, it's so funny. Like, but that's what I mean. Everything's so wholesome about it, like just it's completely as you said it's nothing covid related it was nothing about lockdown everything's just like this other world where you are just fostering these samples and giving the whole story but kind of along with that how how do you find the time to literally raise you, like how many tadpoles is it do you know at this stage because i remember it was like 30 like like all like 38,000 or something like that or it's went so, way above that hasn't it well to be honest at the very start at the very at the very start um I had I always at the very start I said there was 37,930 tadpoles yeah um that was when <laughs> I had a jam jar and were you counting them <laughs> um I did say that but to be honest it was sort of like one, two, skip a few, 37,927. Yeah, you just round it up, like, yeah. Yeah, just one, two, skip a few, 37,000. Oh, gosh. Well, like, and I suppose... But to be honest, it's a bit more of a generous estimate, but regardless, there's still thousands of tadpoles and frogs. Like, it's it's insane, I think, how many I... Because I, I keep thinking it's the same ones, but then you're like, oh, this one's going away, and blah, blah, blah. Um, but also on top of like, obviously you getting this notoriety for raising these tadpoles, how do you feel about being known kind of now as like, even in, in this kind of email before we were setting up as tadpole girl? Cause I mean, like that's, that is like an iconic title and it's in its own. Is, is there a certain power that comes with that title? <laughs> Yeah, well, I seen the email. It was me, you, Justin. It was Justin, you, and then Tampo. And I was a wee bit like, oh, right. okay, call me Tampo. All right, that's fine. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. And um, I always say it's short and tadpole girl to tadpole. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, but yeah, to be honest, like I just go with the name. I never gave, gave myself the name tadpole girl. But once sort of popularity grew on TikTok and Twitter, it was sort of the news medias and all they sort of called me tadpole girl so i went with it i rolled with it mm. changed my handles to tadpole girl and you know what fair enough because i'm known as a tadpole girl <laughs> i mean what a title like um and kind of like as you said different media news organizations have all been picking this up um what have you found like from doing this these kind of interviews and press things because did i hear that you got like registered with an influencer agency or did I completely make that up? No, that's, that's true. Markley, they took me on board and well, our journey, it's it's great so far. Like they would manage me and help me and sort of guide me in the right directions and it's been brilliant so far. I'm actually hoping now to release merch, release tadpole kits and also a book, a children's book is coming very soon. Why so seriously? So wait, yes. you're still in school, you're doing your day job, coming back home, filming some tadpoles, and now you're releasing a book and doing all these kind of gifts. That's like that's to me, that is insane. I feel like you've just completely capitalized. You've been like, Yep, tadpole girl, I'm gonna make this work. Oh, like yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. And and did they reach out to you kind of like initially because or did you ever like have in your head like about because I think on Instagram and things like that, you all see people that are like trying to be influencers and stuff like this. Like, did you ever have that in the back of your mind where you thought this could be something that I could be like, could have a bit of weight to it where you could get a book or has everything kind of just happened and you've just went with the flow? I am literally like the last person who would want to be an influencer or social media famous. Like that is not me at all. Like I just was thinking about school and work. Like social media was never one of my, was never an important thing in my life. But TikTok has really set me in a direction which I would never have imagined for myself ever having almost a million followers. Like that is absolutely crazy and i'm actually starting a youtube channel as well and hopefully i'll be able to get some of my fans across from tiktok and start off quite well on youtube but yeah honestly it's just crazy to think that oh i'm an influencer like even that word to me is like oh my gosh what (laughs) yeah yeah i was gonna say how do you feel about like would you ever tell anybody that you're an influencer or would you kind of just be like no because i know some people they would say that like once they hear influencer, they turn off and they're like, oh, I'm not that person. You know, that's doing like the beauty guides to be like, hey, like, you know, like it's, it's even very. about his hair and makeup and clothes when somebody says influencer. And I'm like, no, I just, I don't know, just an animal enthusiast. Yeah, I suppose that's like a big part of your thing as vlogger, well. Like, an animal vlogger, tattoo mm. vlogger. <laughs> I suppose that's a big part of your, you know, appeal as well. Like you, I thought it was so interesting that like, find out kind of like how you've kind of taken on this role of like caring for tablets, stuff like this. Like, was this a whole, like, were, did you have interest in animals and stuff like this beforehand? Because I know that you like adopted a wee kitten, adopted like a rabbit and everything like this. Or was this something that happened organically Um, after fostering thousands of tadpoles, you said, one, two, skip a few, also add on, you know, a rabbit and a cat and whatever else, like, <laughs> was your family just like you know what we've got frogs may as well make a farm 
<laughs> no, I have always loved animals and also not only animals, but like nature and wildlife. And sometimes people don't appreciate the things like tadpoles and caterpillars and bees. Like, yes, the animals I absolutely love, like rabbits and hens and dogs and kittens and those sort of things that we would always consider to be like one of your number one thoughts you think of a pet but also like bringing about interest and actually showing people how amazing tadpoles are like some people are so grossed out by tadpoles but a lot of people have actually commented that they've overcome their fear of tadpoles and some people frogs from watching my videos some people have fears of frogs and tadpoles really oh yeah definitely (laughs) and like how has it been as well like have you noticed, you know, from people getting in touch, like what's been the main kind of like response from ones? Like, has it been like local people or is it kind of, as it's been millions, I imagine probably people around the world are tuned in to yourself, as you said, just normal girl out Nova and um, like, t- t- were, they, were they just fascinated by it? Or like, who's who's been your demographics? Like, um, my audience is completely global. It is I have the such an amazing diversity in my audience. I have a lot of followers in the United States, the UK, and then so many other countries, Australia, France, Italy, Indonesia, China, Korea. It's honestly everywhere. There's so many viewers and it's amazing. And a big thing I noticed was in countries like Indonesia and that sort of areas, they really hate frogs. For them, frogs are like considered a pest. And then they're so shocked when they watch my videos at me raising one and thousands of them. And it's always quite funny, like translating their comments and then actually interacting with them and what they think of all the frogs. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's like another thing that I was curious about. Like, are people like like gunning for you kind of being like yeah go on raise these frogs or have some people been like polar opposite like have you experienced any of that like weird troll culture that you know a lot of kind of youtubers might you know kind of get or a bit of flack from it because it seems to have been all really positive so far like and as you said you're you know you're taking it as it kind of comes like um like but have you experienced any like backlash honestly I have experienced such little negativity and TikTok can be, can sometimes be toxic, quite toxic. But honestly, my page is the most positive place I have ever come across. I receive little to no hate whatsoever. The only issues that I would have got would have been way back, maybe around the day 20s or so, when the when the frog spawn on tap was were in wee tiny tubs. People mm-hmm. used to say, you know, you need more space, you need more space. And once I got the pool, I haven't had much, much hate since. But <laughs> some people would be like, the, some people query my accent. Like, we have quite a strong accent here in Northern Ireland. And there have been one or two comments, people saying, is your accent fake? And I'm like, how do you fake an accent? Like, really? Well, yeah, I don't know. especially, you know, one kind of like ours, like, it's it's hard to fake like I mean you wouldn't fake this accent on purpose that kind of sense um but have like have, have people been really intrigued by that as well I suppose the accent because like even for me anywhere I've, I've went people are kind of like whereabouts are you from do you know what I mean and then you have to kind of go oh I hope you understand me 
No, my accent is definitely probably one of the probably the second biggest selling point on my account. First, well, number one being tadpoles and frogs, and then number two being my accent. People all around the world. That's why I have, I have such a global audience. And honestly, the response I get about my accent is amazing. Like I have never had more compliments about my accent. Like here in Northern Ireland, I think we all hear it. Like we all like, oh my gosh, do we actually sound like that? But people from around the world absolutely love it. It's so funny, like, how supportive and, like, how much they actually love it and how interested they are because when we think about it, we probably do sound incredibly different. And, like, some of the words I say, like the word pool, they will then sort of translate it into how they pronounce it. Like, for example, I say pool, but then somebody will comment P-E-W-L. Like gymnastic things, <laughs> and the amount of likes and people who think it's funny, like it's so interesting. Like the commentary around my accent, I know because that's it. Every time that you'd see maybe somebody on TV and they say they're from like Belfast or something like this, you, you just hear that kind of like you hear that accent and you go, Oh god, no! Like, like to us, I think it sounds really strange or it just sounds really like not as polished as some other accents but as you said people around the world seem to love it um so like do you know what I mean might as well just keep capitalizing on it um but uh also what I want to ask is obviously you're saying that you've been getting like um the steel with influencer agency you're saying a book you're saying all these kits um is there kind of are you taking each day as it comes as in terms of where this future is going to lead? are you kind of hoping that you know, this will probably be like a career from you. Like I know some people that have got picked up on TikTok are trying to spread out. And obviously you're doing, I know, a very like entrepreneurial thing of spreading out into other art markets. But is this hopefully something that you'd love to pick up? Or are you kind of like, it's a passion project, but I do want to do something else because you're obviously still in school. So there's so much more, you know, growing to happen and stuff. Your mind might completely change. Um, I had never thought about it as a career. I had, I had never thought about it as a career. I'd always thought of doing medicine, but then all this sort of TikTok thing and the animals, nature. I really thought, you know what, veterinary is probably the way to go because I know I want to keep so many different pets when I'm older, and I feel like being a vet would suit that far more than being a doctor. So. I honestly, I'm now set on the path of veterinary. However, I'll see how YouTube goes and TikTok goes, but I will definitely be doing my A-levels anyway. And then I would still love to do veterinary and sort of YouTube and TikTok as well of like my journey in life and animals and nature and continue both of them. If that's possible, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> that's it though, do you know what I mean? Like you can obviously like still following on this like, career path but then sure everybody will probably follow along with you if you decide to keep going with it you know and keep documenting it I think um it's one of those things people just love seeing people's stories and journeys and stuff and speaking of which um I actually kind of asked some of my followers that um because as soon as I mentioned that I was going to be having a chat with you so many people like were DM me and be like this is amazing like so I put the questions out there I said right what would people on Instagram, Twitter, wherever, like to ask you. So I have a couple of questions. If that's all right, I'm going to give you. Hopefully it'll be a bit of a quick fire round. So um, from uh, question number one from NeviV325, not sure if you know her. Um, 
<laughs> but, well, I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, the first question is, how much does it cost to feed all of your tadpoles? Because essentially, I've cut out what she said for the rest of it, but she goes like, holy dear, whatever. <laughs> like, it, because there's so much investment between pools, between like you feeding these, like, how did they go through that much spinach and, you know, fish and broccoli? Like, is it a big investment? Well, to be honest, nobody probably has the volume of tables that I have. But if you were, if you were doing it, it wouldn't cost that much. Like you could feed your tadpoles for free if you sort of took algae from their wild diets. Like where you find them, you took algae from ponds and stuff that grows in the water. You could feed them off that. But I would feed my tadpoles spinach and um, white fish because it's the most nutritious. It's like the most nutritious diet. It's helps them grow the quickest and the strongest. And to be honest, it isn't that dear to feed them spinach. You can buy it for a pound a bag in Lidl, baby spinach, and that would last, a big bag of spinach lasts my tadpoles a few days. But it would last, it would last like if you like a reasonable number of tadpoles, it would last a few weeks. And then white fish, if you only have a few tadpoles, one piece of fish will go for weeks. Could you just chop it up into small bits? Okay, pools have cost me a wee bit more than expected, but I was that's gonna only say because, <laughs> only because they kept bursting on me. Inflatable pools are not the way to go. I'm just saying that now. If hard like if they're like if you can get like hard shell pools or like non-inflatable pools or even big tubs, if you want even a couple of tables, containers you can buy in sort of most stores are perfect. I just have so many tadpoles they need a pool. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I mean, that's a, you know, part-time job on the side, just funding all your tadpole business with the pools and the rest of it. Um, so another question I have um, is from Belfast Media Girl. And essentially her question is, how do you, and I think this is such an interesting question, how do you remember all of these tadpoles names and like identify them? Because there's a present nugget. There's like, as I said, like furry frog mother, like, how do you remember these, like, is, is there, like, the different spottings or, how, like, as well, I know you put out asking the followers to, you know, name them and stuff like this, but how do you actually, do you just kind of go out to the pool and kind of go, that one's whatever this name today, or do you, can you actually recognise them? <laughs> to be honest, for 99.999% of the tadpoles, I don't have a clue what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> you just make um, it up anyway you're like they, no, they'll get it like fairy frog mother she was huge compared to the other tiny frogs so it was kind like small frog big frog it was easy to say yeah that's the fairy frog mother or when we had mother frog you know there's a ginormous size difference so it was very easy to say then the um, tadpoles I was able to tell Riley when he was a tadpole because he had no tail and that was very specific because I could really put like a wee black dot moving in the water it looked very weird so he was very easy to sort of distinguish nugget is also very easy to distinguish because when he was a tadpole he was absolutely no pigmentation. He was so yellowy, like really pale. So it's always been easy to pick him out as a tadpole. And then because I've been watching him a lot grow up, I would know his colouring and his markings very well as a wee frog. So he would probably be the only frog, wee, the bony baby frog that I could actually say, yes, this is President Nugget due to his insanely lighter colour and also 
have an experience of knowing him. And the other frogs, I don't have a notion. But my followers <laughs> have named loads. And if somebody asks me to see their frog on Instagram, I take a picture of a frog and I say, here you go. And do you find as well, because you obviously have all these like other pets, do you think the frogs like kind of have like personalities of their own? Like, or... Honestly, really. people wouldn't people wouldn't believe me, but frogs have such personalities. Like I have met really moody frogs. I have met hyper frogs. There's some frogs who just are so lazy. Like I would know when from removing them out of the pool. Like some some baby frogs, when you pick them up, are totally calm. Don't mind being on your finger. You can take photos of them, videos of them really easily. And then some frogs do not want to be on your finger. Mm-hmm. they just want to escape and then some frogs sleep an awful lot some frogs eat a lot more like there are definitely differences in personalities in each frog that's, that's hilarious like even like that, the fact that you've seen them probably grow up as well you're like i am your mother and i like no you know which ones are the crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and one of the last kind of questions i have here um is from kiva baxter and her question is how do you feel um to be on the cusp of setting off <laughs> okay she says setting off an ecological disaster i think that's a bit dramatic but i think her question is rounded around how like obviously there's all these frog spawn that have just been you've obviously fostered and you're raising and they'll go out into the wild and they'll create more frogs and stuff like this do you ever like think about um like is Oma just going to be overrun with frogs now? Like, is it going to be the cure for coronavirus or like? <laughs> um, to be honest, that's like a very good question. And my response isn't going to be as funny. Like I do have to get a wee bit technical just to be honest. Um, I totally understand that there is sort of a threat to an ecosystem releasing thousands of frogs at one time in one place. Like like a biblical plague, you get like a tiny <laughs> biblical plague. But like I can understand some people like would think, oh my gosh, is it going to run down the Loma? But I sort of have a few different points in relation to that question. Number one being there isn't the mass exodus of frogs that some people think there is. Like, 37,000 sounds like a lot, but as we've talked about earlier, there isn't really 37,000. It's quite a generous estimate. <laughs> regardless, regardless, there is still a lot of frogs in tadpoles, but we, we have a strategic release plan that the frogs will be grouped up because the frogs have developed at different rates, so there's a lot of different sizes of frogs. The bigger frogs will be taken about 10 at a time or so and released in, in in different areas within a three mile radius of where I live. And they will all be released in areas that I know where frog spawn would naturally occur. Like, and I've been out, I've done surveys, I've took records. I know where it all is. I know where it's all found. Then that brings me to my next point that we had insanely dry weather. Now, weather's not too good at the minute and it can be a bit hard to actually remember we had a really really dry spell of weather and when I went out after I had noticed that all the natural sources of frogs frog spawn that I had marked completely dried up and died now of course the older frogs would still be alive but this year's frog spawn and tadpoles didn't make it at all and this happened some years, but I am actually so happy that this is the year that I actually have raised my tadpoles in the pool and they will be released in these different places that I know where they are naturally come, so there's no risk of carrying diseases across. So they'll be released at different times, at different stages, so it'll not be a max exodus. And to be honest, the release 
is going to be so uneventful. Like people are expecting this huge, ginormous plague of frogs to be set upon the town of Oma. But I hate to break it to people, but it's going to be a really uneventful release. About seven or eight frogs being released near a wet area. Like, not much to it, but it's right by the ecosystem. In fact, I had... um. I had correspondence with Northern Ireland Environmental Agency. I also had an amphibian expert out. He's from the Northern Ireland Amphibian and Reptile Group. They're a new group. You should actually look them up on Facebook and join them if you love sort of newts and amphibians. Mm-hmm. But he was out and he had a good look at my frog, the tadpoles, the enclosure. He actually gave me a lot of good information. And he said to wait to the he said to release the biggest frogs. And wait, give them another few weeks till they're actually big enough to go out and survive. And just I explained to him what I, what we were doing, and he was like, "That's perfect." So the, it'll not upset the ecosystem. In no. fact, it'll do it some good. <laughs> I think that, that was is, long. That was quite long winded. Sorry. No, that was like the best, like you know, defense in the world. Like I love that you start off not going to be a mass access. Actually, X Y Z, like. Even the way that you're able to, you know, articulate everything that's going on, like that is like, I feel like I am, you're obviously just so well knowledge all around this, which I think is just like amazing though, because I think that was one of the things at the start that I always wondered, I was like, oh God, I'm going to be coming up to Oma, go to Spacsavers, you know, get my glasses and next thing there will be frogs around the streets and stuff like this. But like, (laughs) as you said, like you're so well versed in it and you're so like people have reached out to you and kind of told you everything about it. So like, it's that's like insane to kind of hope as well after the you start releasing them and all like this, to kind of hope some of them will remember you or like you'll come back at all. Are you kind of like, this is your path now you've got to go live your own life i am hoping over the winter when the tadpoles and frogs are all gone i'm gonna build a pond and hopefully then in the spring we will have frogs back to lay eggs but my my baby frogs will not be laying in the spring frogs take about five years actually before they're old enough lay eggs some people think they'll lay again in the spring but they're so tiny when it comes to spring they're only like couple centimeters big they haven't grown that much but it takes them five five or six years to actually get big enough to lay spawn like even that like i like i'm just so interested about it but um you know what i'm conscious that um you're you know just back from work you've got all this other stuff to do so i'll leave it on one last question well it's not even a question i got sent it's actually a joke that i got sent um <laughs> I read it and I actually like I prop I love really like shitty like craft jokes. Um so yes, this one this too. one actually this one actually got to me. And I'm sure you probably like people have just been sending stuff to you before, but um do you know why was the frog arrested? Why? Because he committed a crime. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, Oh my gosh. Oh, I love that. I'm actually um, friends with Kermit the Puppet on TikTok. He's brilliant. What? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to DM that to him. And I'm saying, yes, where I heard this joke. Yeah. Oh my God. Sorry. Like, I, I completely overlapped that. Sorry. Like, you're friends with Kermit the Frog on. Yeah. Has there been any other, <laughs> sorry, how did you not, you know, how's that not been like the biggest thing that's came from it? Like, is was that not like a mind blown? Has there been cele- other celebrities I've reached out to you as well? And like, oh my gosh, yeah, totally, Tony Ramsey. Who? 
Like, do you know Gordon Ramsay? Oh, His oh, daughter. The, the daughter. Okay, I was about to say, I was like, I, I probably won't get it. <laughs> and then Ryan Hennessy, Ryan Hennessy, he tweeted about me and the frogs and the apples. Oh my gosh. So look at you. Like, now, do you know what I mean? You got all the frogs. Raise, raise some frogs over lockdown. And now, you know, you're in with the celebrities. When's the, when's the next red carpet? Are you just going to be accepting invitations? You know? I can dream. <laughs> well here um thank you so much hannah for coming on to finderviews um this was probably the most interesting one that i've done so far because i just i feel like you've just empowered me with so much knowledge about frogs and even just about how you like build up a tiktok and everything else like it's like it's so interesting um if people um don't follow hannah but like everybody will probably like I'm saying, I always do this at the end of podcasts where I ask, do you want to plug anything? Whatever like that. But literally nobody follows me. So it's probably people going to be coming from you to me anyways. But um, <laughs> if they want to follow you on socials, how can they uh, get in touch? So my TikTok, if you type in baby frogs or tadpole girl, I'll be the first one to come up. Or my Instagram, I've linked... I've linked my Instagram to my TikTok, but it's Hannah McSorley with an X where the O should be. Or my Twitter is that tadpole girl. That tadpole girl. And look out for the new YouTube channel coming up, the books coming out. Like, I mean, I feel like you're going to be one to watch. I feel like I'm lucky I'm getting this interview now because, I mean, a couple of months' time, who knows? Like, you'll be scouted off to LA or whatever. Like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> But here, thanks so much for coming to the podcast and um, say hi to the tadpoles for me. <laughs> no worries, thank you. It's been so fun. Bye, thank you. Thank you so much again for joining me for another episode of Finch Reviews. If you'd like to support the podcast, please like, subscribe, follow, share with your mates. And you can also get me on social media at Finch Reviews underscore podcast on Instagram, at Finch Reviews pod on Twitter, um, or you can just get my personal loan, which is just Connorfin98. Until next time, thanks so much for listening and I'll see you later. Bye.